thank you, God of wisdom, God of Jesus, that you call us. Help us to be good at listening and be good at following. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there are two clear connections between the two scriptures we read today, perhaps more than two. One is about Jesus, one of the scriptures, and one is about wisdom, or Sophia, in the Greek. Last week we, we thought about Anastasis and Zoe, two Greek words, and here we have another female Greek word, Sophia, meaning wisdom words used in the Hebrew Bible for wisdom. Uh, in the Greek Bible, the Greek New Testament for wisdom. In the, in the book of Proverbs, the Proverbs reading that Janus read, we heard how wisdom calls out in the streets, but is hidden from the foolish. Out in the wisdom, in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. They will call to me, but I will not answer. And they will look for me, but will not find me. And in Luke's Gospel, in the parable, we hear how Jesus speaks in parables and how he says that the meaning of the parables is hidden so that those seeing they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. So in other words, in both of those passages, there is a hiddenness to the truth. Real understanding doesn't come naturally. It must be listened for and searched for. It must be given the right conditions for growth, just as a seed needs to be given the right conditions in order to become established and flourish. It needs light, warmth, water, food, air, elements that are used to describe Jesus, the Christ, light, water of life, bread of life, served in a spirit of warm compassion and air-like freedom. Well, there was an interesting article in the news this week on further research confirming the importance of morning light and sleep. And see, here's the image from the newspaper cutting. Why you should make the most of the extra daylight when the clocks change. So it's a good day to be thinking about that because the clocks have just changed. And notice the caption at the bottom of the article that says, Our bodies are guided by light. Now this is in the secular newspaper, um, but there's recognised truth that we are guided by light. And okay, some scientists and people will think that it's just about the natural light in the sky, but we know it's more than that. Anyway, the research points out that morning light is a potent antidepressant. And it's interesting that Jesus, is the Christ, is referred to as a morning light in the scriptures. So this research points out that morning light is a potent antidepressant, sometimes as effective as pharmaceutical antidepressants as 
because serotonin is, is produced naturally without the side effects of drugs when sunlight enters your eyes. Morning light therapy, according to the article, research, has been shown to be beneficial in the treatment of seasonal affective disorder, perinatal depression, bipolar depression, eating disorders, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and it significantly improves alertness and mood. It can reduce chronic pain, it can boost energy levels and mental performance and result in better sleep. Now, it's not rocket science, is it? We all know that. But somehow when research comes out and it links a little bit to what we know in the supernatural, then it grabs our attention. Getting enough natural light during the day is critical for good quality sleep at night, and sleep is essential if you want to function in the day. When you sleep, your brain forges new thought connections and memories are consolidated. Without sleep, your ability to concentrate, learn and remember is impaired. Maybe this is why in some places where there's conflict, sleep deprivation is used as a weapon. And your immune system is also reliant on sleep. While you sleep, it produces protective infection-fighting antibodies. Sleep deprivation prevents it from building up these defences, so your body may not be able to fend off invaders, and recovery from illness can take longer. So this daily cycle regulates not just our sleep and weight patterns, but also our digestive system, our hormonal activity, and other body functions. So the clocks have changed, and the days get longer. Let's make the most of being guided by the light of each day so that we help create the right conditions for the Word of God to flourish in our lives. And not only must the Word of God, which is the truth, be listened for, sought out and searched for, it must be digested, retained and grappled with. As Jesus put it, hearing the Word, retaining it and persevering in order to produce something good from a noble heart. It needs what some people have called a beginner's mind. Or as Jesus put it, unless you change and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Beginner's mind is probably a good term to use because it describes a healthy attitude for believers to try to nurture. It's a humble thing to consider oneself only ever as a beginner and not someone who's seen it all done it all and has nothing else to learn. Disciples are lifelong learners from their master and so people of faith are always learning and must therefore have a teachable spirit or a beginner's mind. We've got to balance our knowing with a willingness not to know the whole picture. Otherwise the seed becomes stunted and our growth stops as there's no capacity for something new to happen to us after that point. A teachable spirit recognises what I heard someone say this week, that existence is alive with possibility. It can be so refreshing to meet people who have that buzz about learning something new, and it's especially touching to hear someone with the beginner's excitement of discovering the truth that they are forgiven and that God loves them just as they are and not as they or others think they should be. 
I had a situation this week when someone was asking questions about their faith that they've just discovered and kept apologising for asking what they thought were stupid questions, to which the only response has to be, please don't apologise, there's no, no such thing as a daft question, especially when it comes to matters of faith. Who of us knows it all? It helps my understanding when you ask me questions, so thank you. We're learning this stuff together, and that's how God likes it. I think we have something to learn from the way the farmer in the parable scatters the seed everywhere. He liberally, abundantly, even to places where it either never gets a chance to root, or if it does root, the roots don't get the opportunity to mature. It says something about the abundance of the source. Jesus tells us that the seed is the word of God, the truth. And if the word of God is scattered everywhere, it tells us of the generous nature of the sower, who wants the seed to take root far and wide, indeed everywhere. And it doesn't matter if some of it's wasted. There's not to be a place where the sower doesn't scatter seed. No place where God's presence through the word is not to be found. So let's pause for a wee reflection on wisdom from the spilled beans material. Wisdom comes in all shapes and sizes. We have a mental image of wisdom, an ancient academic surrounded by books, the minister known to dish out welcome advice, the school teacher who taught us to spell and do our tables. But what if she is the quiet one busy in the kitchen at church gatherings? Or if she is the woman behind the counter in the post office? Or indeed behind you in the queue? She might even be the lady who you pass each day on your way to work. Or the lady at church you see each week but have no idea what she is called. What if? What if we were to see wisdom in the faces of everyone we meet? What if everyone had something to teach us? What if? Well, if everyone has something to teach us, then we must have a teachable spirit or a beginner's mind in order to receive it. That is the good soil in which to plant what we might learn from each other. The portrayal of wisdom in Proverbs chapter 1 evokes a time very much like our own when there seems to be so much folly in the way people run society and live their lives that those who have some insight into what has gone wrong despair of the tide of chaos ever being reversed. Wisdom is hoarse from shouting a message that nobody hears. She is tired and jaded almost but not quite ready to abandon her people to the consequences of their own foolish choices. The passage in, wisdom, in Proverbs chapter 1 ends with a quiet reminder that there is still hope of avoiding disaster, but only for those who will listen to wisdom's voice and act on what they hear. As we walk with Jesus and his companions through Lent on the way to the cross, the skies are darkening overhead and the mood is sombre. He knows as we do that the end is near. His male disciples are in denial, as shown by their behaviour later on. Betrayal, denial and scattering in fear. The thoughts and feelings of his female followers can only be a matter of speculation. But thanks to the author of Luke, 
describing an earlier brighter period in their travels, we know of their existence and we even know some of their names. Mary from the Galilean town of Magdalene, Joanna, wife of high-ranking Jewish official, and Susanna. These were mature women with sufficient resources of their own to be able to offer financial support. They had been through troubles of their own, many of them having been healed by Jesus of physical and psychological complaints. Most significantly, they were the ones who stuck with him to the end, watching from a distance as he died and going to the tomb to anoint his body as soon as the law allowed it. Three verses, that's all. Three Bible verses that tell us that a group of women travelled with the men called disciples and with Jesus. Three verses that Luke chooses to put in the context of the story of the sower and the seed. And the disciples were listening. And the women were listening. They had ears to hear. And when the cock crowed and the soldiers came and the body of Jesus was taken down from the cross and laid in a tomb, which plants were still growing? Who was still there? Let's pray. Yeshua, God, source of Sophia, of wisdom, light for the world, teacher, Rabboni, master, scatterer of great seed, we are yours, now and forever. Amen. Sing together as the deer pants for water. 